Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. So once again, Maria Mafucci, welcome to Freedom Forum Radio. You have an incredible biography and an incredible website, uh, uh, I've, I've been on your website. It is, it is absolutely wonderful. And that website, of course, is, um, it is uh, humanlifereview.com. Com. You've raised some interesting issues here, and obviously the work of, of the Human Life Review organization is enormous. It's an outreach uh, that many people obviously can find a home in. Uh, it's an informative way of finding out facts. And my hope is always that if you present facts to people, that they will be able to use those facts to reach logical conclusions. This is not emotion aside. I mean, there are facts, and you must understand that those facts need to be used properly. You mentioned Margaret Sanger. And uh, most people don't really understand the, the basis of the whole abortion movement at Margaret Sanger uh, was sanctioned and promoted by the Ku Klux Klan. And the, mm-hmm. that abortion was, in fact, in her mind, uh, she, had a, actually, she actually was a race purist. She looked at abortion as a way of purifying the white race by aborting black babies. And even to this day, many abortion centers are located uh, in, in neighborhoods in which there are a lot of people, black people, African-American, whatever. And so the whole history of the abortion movement and the history of Margaret Sanger, if you really want to look at it from the truthful aspect, this is a race purification scheme sanctioned by the Ku Klux Klan. There are pictures of her lecturing with the Klan in full regalia lined up behind her. And this is the champion of abortion to the left. Uh, If you understand that, then you understand the true horror uh, of abortion from that aspect. Absolutely. Um, And eugenics, we have an article in the new issue that's just uh, come out now about the kind of um, re-energizing of eugenics, it never really went away. Um, Margaret Sanger was involved with some of the early eugenic societies in America. Um, Now, of course, eugenics got a bad name when the Nazis started their programs, but it never went away. It just started taking different names. 
And if you look at what we're doing now, um, yes, Sanger thought that poor people, um, African-Americans, even Italians, she didn't like Italians either. My name's Maria Mafucci, and she was... Uh, didn't think that Italians should should breed either. Um, and she said sometimes the best thing I think you can do for an infant is to kill, the best thing a family can do for an infant is to kill it. So she, um, and she certainly thought that any kind of disability was a blight. And that kind of thinking is just, I think Pope Francis said it, it's, he said it's like with white gloves now. So we have in the medical community, with all the genetic testing and the abortions for fetal anomalies, we basically have, um, we're really not different from the Nazis. We, we let Down syndrome babies either be aborted or die at birth because their parents don't want them because they've been told that it's, it's that they can't deal with, you know, the disability. So the whole eugenics, and we have an awful lot about this in the review, The Road to Eugenics, and how it, it's, it's been constant. Um, and certainly with the other life issues, assisted suicide, euthanasia, it, it's all, you know, this life is unworthy of life. And that's what the Nazis held to. And they started by euthanizing um, disabled children in the beginning without the parents' knowledge. Um, it's terrifying to see, everyone would say, oh, the Nazis were horrible, and of course, the Holocaust was despicable, and just, you know, you know, marking a certain race of people for death, and yet we're still doing it. We've just dressed it up and made it look respectable because doctors are involved. It's, um, it's chilling. It's really chilling. And Planned Parenthood, um, you're absolutely right. Um, they most of their clinics are in inner city areas where there are minorities and it's it's almost it's the especially in New York state uh, i think in New York city there are more abortions of african american babies than live births and it's just going to get worse now um because we have a new completely permissible abortion law that was passed so issues of race eugenics, um, discrimination against people with any sort of disability. Um, it's, it's, this is not what America is about. This is not what America should be about. And as you said, we are losing the great things that America is, was built on, um, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all, and now... We've tur- we're turning away from God in, in many instances and picking and choosing who gets not only liberty or justice, but life itself. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum will return after a quick break. We're talking with Maria McFadden Fucci, who is now, her father started the human life review uh and he and maria is now running this incredible organization uh, that is a proponent of uh life and that's i was going to start saying what 
the human life review is against, but what's most important is what it is for. It is for life. And we were talking about uh, subjects of uh, uh, Margaret Sanger, abortion, um, and eugenics. And I think one of the one of the uh, the subjects that comes up in this regard, of course, is that this whole concept uh, is really an old one. It really predates the Nazis. If you go back to the Fabian Socialist Society of the 1800s in Great Britain, George Bernard Shaw and his and his group, they were among the original arrogant elitists who believed that they should be the ones who choose who should have babies and who should not. In other words, they were saying that we are so smart and we know what's, that we want to choose who should be allowed to reproduce the human species and who should not. And from that concept came the Nazism uh, and Margaret Sanger, who believed, well, we should then choose who we can kill because they are not worthy of being alive. Correct. Um, and if you think about what's going on now with many states legalizing abortion up to the moment of birth and not protecting babies born alive who survive an abortion, you you go all the way back to ancient Rome, really, um, when babies were left out to die um, or the father would have the, you know, right to say whether the baby should live or die. Maria, so Maria, if I've kind of gone back to pagan times, um, in 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 a barbaric way again, um, and the yes, the elitism. I think many several pro-abortion um, supporters. It's almost as if it's it's like a it's like a hygiene thing, you know, like you can't have kids because your circumstances are just just unpleasant you know but we can um there was an article uh i wrote about in my newsmax blog a woman ohio was was uh, proposing a ban on abortion of children with down syndrome and a woman who's the mother of a down syndrome shot woman and who advocates for people to understand down syndrome said this law would hurt my my reproductive rights and my daughter's reproductive rights. And part of, she actually said, you know, I think of, I can drive my daughter to all these doctors and, and, and we can afford to have this child with Down syndrome. But I think of the woman who has two jobs, who has to ride the city bus, you know, and she, so it's, it's again, it's a chilling elitism. Like she should kill her child because she can't handle it like I can. And it's insulting and um, demeaning, and it's not what Christianity is about, certainly a Judeo-Christian tradition that this country is, is losing at its own peril, as you said, Dr. Dan. So, so let's talk about the new... Cuomo's partial birth abortion law and what it means for New York and, of course, the country at large. Yes. Well, I have, there are several points. I know that your readers are aware of 
abortion laws across the country. And I have to say that not all Americans are. So part of what's happening with these infanticide laws is that people are saying, what, infanticide? How shocking. Whereas because of the Doe v. Bolton decision that went along with Roe v. Wade, it's been in several states quite easy for a woman to have a late-term abortion if she says it has to do with her health. But what's really chilling about this New York law that Governor Cuomo passed called the Reproductive Health Act is that it takes abortion totally out of the penal code. And it makes it a fundamental right. And because of that, it opens up all sorts of doors for legal action even against an organization like mine, because if abortion is a fundamental right, then there can be claims of discrimination. You know, by ta- by me writing passionately against it, I am trying to infringe on some woman's fundamental right to have one. But the law was actually introduced by Elliot Spitzer way back in 2007, and Cuomo Governor Cuomo has been trying to pass it all these years, and he wasn't able to because there was still a a Republican majority in the New York State Senate. But that changed, and the law was passed, and it was one of his first priorities. Um, So not only does it legalize abortion up to birth, it also empowers the Education Committee of New York to decide whether or not non-doctors can perform abortion. Um, and that's because, as, as you and, and your listeners know, there's a, there's a shortage of abortion doctors because most doctors, you're a physician, they, they absolutely know what they're doing. And it's, it's, not, it's not a good thing. And so there's a shortage of abortion doctors. And what the abortion activists want is for nurse practitioners to perform early abortions, and they also want um, women to be able to get the abortion pill, you know, over the counter. So that's where all this is going. Now, as far as the babies born alive, there is a federal law that one of our uh, dear friends and and authors, uh, Professor Hadley Arks, um, created the Born Alive Infants Protection Act. And it was passed several years ago, but it was passed without teeth. It doesn't include any penalties. And this is what is now going on in the Congress. They are trying to pass it with some penalties. But this is a federal law. However, Cuomo and his arrogance, um, the New York state law, takes away any protection from a baby born alive. There was some protection that a baby born alive after an abortion attempt would have civil rights and be seen by a doctor, et cetera. Now, that has totally been taken away, and this is also what we see um, in, with Virginia when Governor Northam shocked the country by saying, well, we would keep the child comfortable while the mother decided whether it should live or die, again, like ancient Rome. <laughs> so and one of the most horrible things about Governor Cuomo's law for for us, and really for the country, is that when it was passed, great cheering went up in Albany, and then he had the Freedom Tower lit up pink. 
no, Planned Parenthood's big thing is pink. Um, he had the Freedom Tower, which is America's beacon of hope after 9-11. You know, I was in New York City in 9-11. I didn't know where my husband was for a few hours. It was horrible. And, I mean, I almost got physically ill hearing that that was, was being lit up pink. And, and to think that it's still a grave because they haven't yet found all the bodies. And there are firemen, there are policemen who gave their lives for others. And there are mothers, I think there are six unborn babies who are mentioned now in the, in the names, you know, a, a woman who, who died and her unborn child. So on this grave, he lights up, you know, the tower pink and has people shouting wildly that women can now abort up to birth and beyond. Just terrific. And, and why is it important for the country? Because Cuomo, as I, I wrote in Newsmax, he, as his third term for governor, he gave his inauguration speech at Ellis Island, and the whole point of his speech was New York is the progressive state. And he called himself a few weeks ago on the radio, and I am the uber progressive. You know, and I find it interesting that he uses the word uber myself. Um, but he wants New York to be seen as the beacon of progressivism for the country. Um, and I'm a New Yorker, and uh, Cuomo doesn't own New York, you know. Um, he said years ago that pro-lifers were not welcome in New York. So there are many, many good things about New York. I love it. I, you know, and, and uh, it's a center for so much of great culture and thought. And he's just really defaming it. Um, and among other things, besides the horrible abortion laws, he has also come out. Uh, last August with a public relations campaign that will be on subways, et cetera. And the, it's called Know Your Options Repregnancy. What it is, is calling any clinic that doesn't offer abortion a fake and dangerous clinic. So there is a huge campaign, and the city is, is very excited about this too. New York City has its own campaign to um, demonize any clinic that offers women alternatives. So if a woman has an unplanned pregnancy, she has three choices, obviously, abortion, adoption, or parenting. And New York City and state are actively trying to keep women from getting the help they need to exercise either an adoption plan or a parenting plan. And one of the things the Human Life Review has been doing because of this, we've always supported pregnancy centers by matching grants. But now we're meeting with them in New York and we're trying to raise awareness that um, of what might be coming down the pike for them. And we want to have our own public awareness campaign because these places are wonderful. And, and sure, in North Carolina and across the country, um, pregnancy centers, I think there's over 2,000, they are staffed by volunteers, they are privately funded, they take care of women, and they take care of women's families. They give them help, they give them goods, they, they help them sign up for government programs that can help them. And these pregnancy centers actually save Americans thousands and thousands of dollars, but most importantly, they save lives, and they give women hope. 
and for women who are suffering from abortion regret, they give them life and hope through counseling. Planned Parenthood does none of this. If you don't, if you're not considering abortion, um, you can't go to Planned Parenthood and have an ultrasound paid for by insurance because they only do ultrasounds if you want to have an abortion. And then, as you'll see in the Unplanned movie, they don't want you to see the ultrasound. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. I get joy in everything. 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 Everything gonna be all right this morning. Peace.